This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's look to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Thank you for all that you do in our lives. Thank you for this wonderful season, Lord, that went by. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities, the open doors, the access that we have, that we, we had to different places, to different people groups, to whom we could minister, the joy that we have received, that we experience. Thank you, Lord. May your name be glorified. May your name be glorified. May your name be glorified. Even as we consider your word, Lord, we pray that you'll speak to us, Lord. Continue to reveal the depths of your word as we, your people, are seated in your presence, Lord, to listen to you. Not to listen to man, but to listen to you. May the voice of God be heard in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, we had a, a wonderful season just reflecting on the account of nativity. Um, uh, you know, I ministered a bit. Pastor Nisha ministered a bit. Pastor Vin ministered on, on Friday. It was wonderful. The different perspectives or different passages that we could focus on. And uh, just reflect on what a wonderful work this is. We do this every year, but there is something new. You cannot, you cannot um, get so familiar with the mystery of this. There's something about this. There's, there's something about uh, the season. There's something about this work. There's something about this plan, which we can't fully fathom. Amen. A lifetime is not enough to fully fathom. Hallelujah. The work on the cross, the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we heard about uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth. We heard about Mary. We heard about Joseph. Amen. So who is left? We have some other people also in this, in this setting. Yeah, we have the shepherds. Today we're going to look into another group of people who are very key uh, in this account. Let's read from Matthew chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold... Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Amen. Hallelujah. This, this group of people have a lot of traditions surrounding them. You know, the Bible just says they were Magi. Um, and the, it's, a, it's a Greek word from which... Uh, the word magician is derived. Magician, majush, magician. So that's where that's the etymology says that this is connected to that word. So magi, um, you know, according to the actual meaning of the word, is a subclass of uh, Gentile priesthood, Persian priest or Eastern priesthood. They're from they are priests of certain religion or certain form of worship, but they are um, they're experts or students in the, in the field of astronomy, astrology, natural science, things like that. But tradition over the years have made them to be, we call them wise men, nothing wrong with that. Uh, we call them kings. We even decide on the number of them who came. We say we have, they, were, they were only three. The Bible does not say they were three. We have songs that celebrate we three kings of, 
orient are but the bible does not say three the bible does not say they were kings the bible does not say they were wise men also the bible says magi which can be wise men which can be kings which can be experts scholars uh, but it's basically a cast of eastern priestly students of uh, astronomy astrology medicine natural science so on and so forth so basically these were gentiles say gentiles there's something about gentiles in the account of nativity amen gentiles were the ones who came from afar man they came all the way from afar from the east and the, look at what they said they came during the time of herod the king behold magi from the east arrived in jerusalem saying they came saying this where is he uh, they were so ready to to find this king where is he and they went straight to herod herod's palace because that's where you would naturally find the king or at least kings will be well connected with each other so gut feeling told them go to this palace you will be able to find the newborn king that's something i like about the account of christmas and i i think i've mentioned this already god does not is not fascinated with the things that man is fascinated with he is not driven by the things that we are driven by amen now for for us the palace is wow ambani's ambani's mansion is wow ah uh, is a tourist destination is a dream home or whatever it is but god is not moved by any of these things god is not moved by the setting god is not moved by the setting if he wanted to he could have jesus could have been born in the in the biggest of palaces in the world if that was god's plan because anyway is the king of kings all the kings are suppo- supposed to be giving homage to him so any of those kings could have made a a place for his birth in the story of christmas when we we find this about god he is not like any of us he is not like any of us he is not like man and it's such a liberating truth it's such a liberating truth it's such a liberating truth the more i read especially this year as i was considering the account of christmas and we do this every year i told you we do this every year but this year as i was reading this thing this this one fact just kept repeating to me god is not like man he is not fascinated by uh, you know what man is fascinated by he is not carried away by the things that we are carried away by his focus is not on the things that we are focused on man we like the light and the smoke and the the special effects and this and that the setting is very important to us god needs no setting you know we are all that we have is unto him it's a worship unto him but you know the, the fact of the matter is god does not need any of these things he is not interested in any of these things if you can give it unto him with the right heart with the right attitude yes he is pleased by it but god is the same in the in the poor man's hut and the rich man's palace he is the same in the in the village church and in the mega church amen he is the same he is the same whether there is a 10 10 member a 20 member band with a 30 member choir or is just one person you know with a one tambourine or oh, not even a tambourine just clapping hands and leading worship he is the same 
he is the same he is the same if he wants to he can outdo any showbiz he can outdo any showbiz industry amen all the companies in the world who are in the showbiz or entertainment industry they cannot even match up to what god can do but look at god this is certain way he comes in magi from the east arrived in jerusalem where is he who has been born a king of the jews for we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him oh i love that i was reading that and i realized god can use a star in the sky to inspire worship god can inspire even a star in the sky a flower in your garden a piece of cake that somebody baked a song that somebody wrote a chord that somebody strummed a piece of literature that somebody wrote to inspire worship god can use anything god can use anything he wants to to inspire worship in people now we we struggle with this how can we make people worship you know what was me do you know we we decide to hike up the budget we decide to you know bring in more people more more hype and more pumping in things into the into the ministry into the church so that people can somehow worship the end of it when the smoke fades away there's no worship people are all slumber in slumber man god can use anything to worship god can use the decoration i i'm i'm sure that some of you were inspired to worship seeing this the deco man because somebody decided to put an extra effort into blessing the church with this amen god can use anything you know yesterday i i had uh, two different cakes baked by two different bakers from this church i won't say bakers two different mothers man who who know how to bake and it inspired me to worship god i could i could taste the goodness of god man that's the god that we serve that's the god that we serve you know one word from your mouth can inspire worship look at that and and we saw his star in the east you know you we saw so if you want to be a star be if you want to inspire worship be his star don't seek stardom on your own be his star there were many stars on that night in the sky there were many stars in the sky but only his star inspired this group of magi to seek him and worship him man be his star god is telling somebody here this morning be his star don't be somebody's star don't try to be a star in the world be a star for jesus be his star when people look at you they must be able to worship him man if you are reflecting so much glory if you are revealing so much glory may it be the glory of god that you reveal man hallelujah may may not people be drawn to you but may people be drawn unto jesus christ in all your excellence in all your glory in all your pursuit for skill uh, talents and everything that you do may people be drawn to jesus don't be a distraction for people to worship amen don't be a distraction for people to worship be his star because we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him from a far distance this one star one star in the sky caused these people to set themselves on a journey to come and behold the newborn king hallelujah and when herod the king heard it he was troubled say troubled and the people can be troubled because you are a worshipper 
Amen. People can be troubled because you are a worshipper. He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Not only Herod was troubled, but all of Jerusalem was troubled because these people came to worship the king of the Jews. I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was telling the person, true worship will trouble people because Jesus is an offense to the world. If your message is not offending people, you're not preaching the right message. If your message is not offending the world, the worldly minded, you're not preaching the right message. Yes, it is a message under salvation. It is the power of God under salvation for all those who believe. But those who don't believe, those who reject this message, it is a stumbling block. It is a rock of offense. Amen. Hallelujah. They were troubled. These people came to the palace, to Herod. Herod and all of Jerusalem were troubled. Why? Because they came to worship. May your worship trouble the world. Don't try to be nice to the world by not worshiping. You're not doing any good. You know, I was so encouraged by a testimony. I'm not going to share the testimony as such. But something that Kochumans and Animama heard about my grandfather. I'm not going to share the story. But you know, to know that something that took place maybe 25, 30 years back has resulted in a person being drawn to Christ. It is about worship. I'll leave you with that. It's about unashamed worship, open worship. Your worship will draw people unto Christ. Lift me up and I will draw all men unto me. Amen. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began, say began. Is that the Bible, that the Bible says? He inquired of them. My, my version says, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. He began to inquire. He began. Now you cannot just, you know, do a crash, um, last minute arrangement to worship God. Your worship must have preparation. Say preparation. You, you heard about, these people have come to worship uh, the king of the Jews. So let me find out who this is. No, you cannot worship Jesus like that. It requires your preparation. I hope that for you to come on a Sunday morning to church, you've made your plan, you've prepared yourself ahead of time. Man, you prepared your, you must prepare yourself ahead of time. I hope it's not a Sunday morning, oh, I have to go to church now. It's 7.30. Now it's 7.15. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't know when I'm going to take a bath. So 7.15 is when you try to decide on these things. You cannot worship God like that. Worship requires separation. Man, we see that all over scripture. It's a very disciplined act. It requires preparation. And you, you, when I say that, you think it's only about the band preparing or practicing. No, I'm talking about every individual who wants to worship God must prepare themselves to be in the presence of God. Amen? Preparation. Say preparation. Oh, these are golden lessons in your walk with the Lord. Amen? Now, you cannot just roll off the bed and you can. God will not take offense with that. But you, you probably might fail to worship Him with the best of yourself. God expects you to be ready, to be prepared. This man, he began to inquire. A quick fix does not help in worship. He began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. 
And they said to him, in Bethlehem, say Bethlehem, of Judea. For so, so finally they, they searched the scriptures. There were religious uh, scholars in, in his uh, palace. So they searched the scriptures and they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. Even the Gentile world will have to acknowledge that God's word is true. Man, you see that? Now they had to, okay, somebody has come from the east to see the king of kings, the king of the Jews. So now let's, let's search. And they found out the prophet has proclaimed, prophesied centuries back that, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. And we have that song. I don't know how many of you heard that song, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Now, Bethlehem is a little town. What does Bethlehem mean? House of bread. Uh, remember, we, we had that series on Ruth and Naomi. And we studied a little bit about Bethlehem. It's a small town. I mean, a very obscure, uh, insignificant town. But the significance of this town is the prophet has prophesied and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least. You might look small. It's a word for somebody here. You might look small. You might seem insignificant. People may not uh, give much value to who you are and what you do. But what to do the word of the Lord says, you are by no means, you know, you're by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you, as long as out of you comes the ruler, as long as out of you comes Jesus, you are by no, no means insignificant. See, what makes you great is not your place, it's not your title, it's not your name, it's not your address, it's not your degrees, it's not your qualification, it's not your experience, it's not what other people think about you, it's not about how many people are following you on social, social media. What makes you great is what is coming out of you. Greater is he that is... Greater is he that is... In you. Than he that is in the world. So the prophet said, You are by no means least. You're by no means least among the leaders of Judah. Because out of you, out of you shall come a ruler. Come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Like I said, what I like about the account of Christmas so much is the fact that God can make the ordinary people look extraordinary. He can make the, the ordinary looking place look so stunning. Man, suddenly the, a manger, an obscure manger, an obscure manger became a tourist destination. It became a tourist destination today. A sign of blessing. An instrument of tor torture became a sign of blessing. Nameless shepherds, peasants they were. Nameless shepherds. Why would the angel appear to these nameless shepherds? Why can't the angel go to Malala Manorama or Madhubhumi or Times of India or BBC or CNN and report the report of heaven? 
for unto you this day has been born in David's city a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A tidings of great joy which, which shall be for all people. That should go in international media, at least in national media. Not to ordinary, nameless, peasantry shepherds who are keeping watch over their flock by night. And today, they are the theme of every song. They're the theme of every song. The number of songs that contained shepherds. Who are we talking about? Those shepherds. Not any shepherds. Those shepherds. The number of songs that we sang on Friday contained the memory of those shepherds. Hallelujah. God has his ways. God has his ways. He has a way of making ordinary extraordinary. A little town became a famous tourist destination. Amen. An insignificant virgin teenager became the blessed of all generations. Amen. Hallelujah. Fishermen became pillars in the church. Amen. Gave a title that no man can erase. Saint. 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 Who turned the world upside down. That's what history has recorded about them. Those men who have, who have turned the world upside down. Who are they? Insignificant. Riffraff. The least of you shall become a, a clan. Hallelujah. And if there's anybody here looking down on yourself, God wants you to remind you, as long as you have Christ in you, you're by no means insignificant. Man, it is what comes out of you that determines your greatness. It's what is in you which determines your value. Man. Hallelujah. Then Herod secretly called the Magi. And ascertained from them the time the star appeared. Secretly. Say secretly. He secretly called them. No. You cannot, you cannot be discreet about worship then it is not worship. Worship is loud. Worship is not sophisticated. Worship is undignified. Amen. You cannot, you cannot be quiet in your worship. Even in the most persecuted place, you must see the vibrancy with which people worship. They might be hiding in caves. They might be hiding in underground churches. But the vibrancy with which they worship God. But Herod wanted to secretly seek him. Secretly called the Magi and ascertain from them the time the star appeared. And he sent to them, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. And when you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. That's not how worship? That's not how worship works. You cannot depend on somebody else for your worship. Go and find and then we'll... We'll also join you later. No. You want to worship, you worship. And today, if the worship leader is not worshipping enough, you don't feel like worshipping. If your husband is not worshipping enough, you don't feel like worshipping. If the people who are standing in the front row of the church are not lifting their hands, those in the back row can't lift their hands. How can we? That's not worship. Your worship is your worship. Hello? 
somebody say amen to that your worship is your worship if you don't worship you miss out amen you, it doesn't matter how many people are looking at you and calling you names this money could have been used this strength could have been used for other purposes this money could have been used to feed the poor sinner woman doesn't he know that she is a sinner woman they can say anything about it doesn't matter but who sees your worship it's not man who sees your worship or somebody rejoice somebody be set free today it's not man who receives your worship it's not man who judges your worship it's not man who sees your worship god is the one who sees your heart of worship that's why you cannot be stoic in worship that's why you cannot be frigid in worship that's why you cannot be quiet in worship you must always be erupting in exuberant praise unto god because the one who sees you is your god is your maker is your king is the one who saved you. you now how conveniently we we forget these things you're so aware of people who are looking at you you're so aware of the the setting so you you're so engrossed by all that that you downplay worship may the way you worship change from this christmas day onwards may it change may you decide today on this christmas day in 2022 that i'm going to worship differently let's become more aware of god than man the shepherds who were toiling in the night they probably were like in you know, a dozing off but when god appeared to them when the angel of the lord appeared to them they were quick to respond they went quickly they went quickly and told everyone what they saw what they heard that's what the bible says are we like that or are we quiet in our worship are we so composed well behaved sophisticated discreet don't be the story of christmas says you no know, the story of christmas says prepare to worship go far to worship seek him while he may be found in inquire of him man and having heard the king they went their way and and lo the star which they had seen in the east went down before them until it came and stood over where the child was and when they saw the star they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy so they came following the star and probably for a for a short time they couldn't spot the star that's why they went into herod's palace and said we saw the star where is he who's born the king of the jews after they made that conversation they came out and again they saw the star and they rejoiced with great joy exceedingly with great joy and they came into the house and saw the child with mary his mother and they sat down and they sat down they stood like a uh, tension they stood firm on their feet what does it say and they fell down prostrate to the ground that's what it means they fell down and worshiped him they fell down and worshiped him if they were really kings as the tradition suggests a royalty as the tradition goes just think about it royalty came in fact we have drawings depictions where we see them in um, royal attire that's right royal robes and and crowns based on tradition that were circulated there in in that time the thing about it if they were royalty they came and they fell down 
they came from a far distance if they were allowed access into the king's palace then surely they had some some royalty attached them so they were not mere men they were not ordinary people they were gentiles that's right they decided to come and crown this king of kings with many crowns and lay all their crowns down and fall at his feet fell down and worshiped him and opening their what 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 you don't worship god with cheap things you worship god with your treasures what you treasure the most give unto god if it's your time give it unto god if it's your talent give it unto god if it's your voice give it unto god if it's your ability give it unto god if it's your money give it unto god if it's your wealth give it unto god whatever is your treasure give it unto god they open their treasures it says treasures they presented to him gifts and gifts of gold and and frankincense and myrrh so is god worthy of all this is jesus worthy of all this is jesus worthy of gold or is it only reserved for malayalis on their marriage day when is the last time you presented god some gold before you take the stones and throw at me that is heresy or some wild teaching the bible says they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold to a child to a a babe say baby not a teenager jesus but baby jesus was presented with gold frankincense and myrrh the most precious of perfumes or royal gifts that's right see you must understand the king that you serve the one that you serve the one that you worship is royalty is not earthly royalty is heavenly royalty you know all that you offer will still become like it's like still an understatement all your expressions of worship are understatements do you know that all your gifts unto god are not enough it it can never be enough that's the god that we serve that's a king that we have treasures not cheap not ordinary not regular not mundane treasures they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh and having been warned by god just for you to understand this is all orchestrated by god himself and having been warned by god in a dream not to return to herod they departed for their own country by another way amen i would like to go on but i want to stop now but understand this doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter what people think of you if god is inside you if you have received christ in your life you're by no means least you're by no means least Th- those magi could have been ordinary people also we never know 
But the fact that now they are known as wise men and kings is again the work of God. Amen. Anyone who seeks God will be proven wise. Because the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So the one who says in his heart, this is God, he is termed wise in heaven's esteem. They'll be part of royalty, royal priesthood. Man, hallelujah. It's not merely uh, rumors that these guys were wise men or kings. It is highly probable that God made them, not probable, why should I say highly probable? It is true that God made them wise men and royalty. Because they sought Jesus. They fell at his feet. They came and worshipped the king of kings. If they came and worshipped the king of kings, who are they? They are kings. Amen. If they came and worshipped the king of kings, who are they? They are kings. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody look down on you. Don't let that bother you. You are who you are by virtue of who you carry inside of you. The greatest, greatness is not in your name. The greatest is not in your family name. The greatest is Jesus in you. Man. Hallelujah. On this Christmas, be reminded. Be prepared to worship all the time. Change your worship. Change your style of worship. Be given to worship. Be given to worship. God will note you for your worship. Enjoy all the expressions of worship. Don't withhold anything. Open up your treasures when you worship. Open up your treasures when you worship. Whatever it is, your giftings, open it up for Jesus Christ. Amen. He receives it. He receives it. Now what you offer unto him is gold for him. Don't be stingy in your worship. Don't be stingy in your worship. Don't be cheap in your worship. May this Christmas remind you and help you to resolve that I'm not going to be stingy in my worship. I'm going to be extravagant. I'm going to be lavish in my praise. I'm going to be exuberant in my praise. Don't be timid. That's right. Have no fear when you're giving God something. May God use you, bless you, multiply everything that you have. Let's give thanks. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give, this time. We give thanks unto you, Lord, for ministering so clearly to us, Lord. Thank you for the word that came to us. Thank you for the word that we received this entire season. Lord, different characters that we could look into and study and, and seek and search and find out and receive lessons from. Thank you for ministering to us, Lord. May your name be glorified, Lord, even as we go out from this sanctuary today, having heard this word, May we, may we be different, Lord. May we be changed. May we be transformed in the way we are. May your name be glorified in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.